Hi, One Bad Mother listeners. It's me, Biz. Would you like to meet your neighbors? Yes, you would. Guys, the network that our show is on, Max Fun, is throwing a virtual block party from now until October 22nd, and you are invited. Woohoo! During block party, Max Fun shows are releasing episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences like this one that you are listening to right now. So, If you've been encouraging a friend to try out our show, this is the perfect episode to share with them. It's also a great time to check out shows you've been curious about, since they're releasing episodes geared towards new audience members, too. Block Party also has games, recommendations, a volunteer event, and a limited edition poster and more. Find out more about all that fun stuff at MaximumFun.org slash Block Party. Tell your friends and definitely keep an ear out for the One Bad Mother, Just the Zoo of Us block party episode. Good to know. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart and remember... We are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, if you need me, I'll be playing with Legos. We get our brick on with season two contestant of Lego Masters, Natalie Cleveland. Plus, everything is coming up Lego for biz. Woo! Woo! I am calling with a woo because I somehow managed to leave my daughter's library books on a bench in a park. After she had kindly asked that I hold them while she played the water park, I put them down for a second and left them there. And by some miracle, they were there the next morning when I went to look. (laughs) So for me, that's a woo. You're all doing a good job, and thanks very much. Bye. First of all, you're doing a very good job. And I really like the idea that there is surprise that the library books would still be there. Because, like, I mean... (laughs) Ooh, somebody left something. All right. Ah, it's books. Boo. Somebody, oh, they're library books. I think just by taking these library books, it makes us responsible for these. Oh, run. Everybody run. Yeah, that's, it's a check-in. Kudos to your parenting skills that made it so that your child didn't want to take those library books into the splash area. Like, because that is a thing that can happen. Instead, was thoughtful enough to ask you. I'm going to go with they actually asked you and didn't just throw them at you and run off. And, and you're doing some creative retelling <laughs> of the story. I think it sounds like you're doing an excellent, you're doing, you're doing such a good job. Who has time to remember where you put the books? You can't remember where you put the books. What did we all agree on? That being really tired means we're doing a really good job. I'm going to add being really forgetful also means that we are too focused on really great parenting choices. You are doing an amazing job and good job using your library. Boop, 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 boop. Yay, libraries. There's no better idea than a library to take us right into thank yous.
Thank you, libraries. I love you. My parents have just moved here, and they just made it up to our favorite library, and they liked it. They got their library cards. That made me very happy. So once again, thank you, libraries, for being a space that every member of your family can enjoy. Thank you, libraries and librarians. Thank you, teachers. School is still happening, and that is because you keep showing up, and I just want to, like, from deep down, like a belly, like a deep gut belly thank you. That is how I'm feeling about you all the time. And the same goes for school administration. Uh, you know what? Uh, whether, whether you want to or not, you are sometimes where frustrated parents uh, focus their frustrations. And it's not probably appropriate all the time, but I just want you to know that you're doing a great job and I appreciate that you put up with it. <laughs> I'm sure you have a dartboard somewhere with my picture on it. Doctors, nurses, medical employees, dermatologists. Hello, I just went to one. I'm very thankful that you are there. Everybody in the medical profession, thank you for continuing to show up. I really see you, and we are not making it easy for you, and I'm very sorry. And I hope that we will all continue to get vaccinated so that you can go back to some form of a normal life, whatever that is. You know, maybe just one that involves sleep, uh, regular schedules, <laughs> being allowed to focus on the things that you really specialize in and love versus everything being a fire. So thank you very much. And as always, thank you to those of you who are out there giving us vaccines. I'm still thoroughly enjoying my microchip and I am very uh, eager for the day that my seven-year-old can get their chip. And then it, we're like a matching family set of chipped individuals who can be a little less worried about getting sick with the COVID. How are they going to find you if you have the COVID without the chip? Come on, guys. It makes total sense. What also makes total sense is Legos. I just returned from a two-day Mama Ellis Lego land. I don't know what I was thinking. Guys, we've taken zero risk <laughs> since this whole pandemic started. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, yeah, we should go to Legoland. Just you and me, kid who's not vaccinated. But I will say that it went really well. We went like on a Monday, Tuesday. So there was hardly anybody there and everything was outside. And of course, we wore our masks and a lot of people were also wearing masks and we were just very mindful. So it really wound up being fun. And we did the Lego rides. We did a lot of Lego shopping and looking and ogling. And we even, Ellis, like going in, already knew that when we got there, we would be able to see one of his favorite creations from Lego Master Season 1, which was, I believe, the monkey and the feather. That And we did! And we saw it! And there it was! And it was really exciting. So Lego, Lego, Legos. <laughs> Legos are everywhere. And it all ties in really well because we're about to speak with Natalie Cleveland from Season 2 of Fox's Lego Masters. Have I mentioned how much I love Gabe, our producer. This is such a fun guest. 
Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are talking to Natalie Cleveland, who is a multifaceted creative talent. Fresh off of making it into the final four teams on season two of Fox's Lego Masters, Cleveland is also a pop music artist with multiple songs available on all digital outlets, garnering over 350,000 streams on Spotify. She is a songwriter, producer, video producer, and DIY renovation enthusiast. Welcome, Natalie! Woo-woo! Yay! Thanks for having me! <laughs> I'm so excited! Guys, I'm geeking out. I am totally fangirling at, I'm like too old to use the word fangirl but I'm gonna do it I'm like I'm totally fangirling out because that's what the kids say Aww. before we get into it I want to ask you who lives in your house yeah 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 so I've been married to my husband Michael for like 13 years now and we just um, had 13 as well yay um 13 years and um when we were when I was 25 and he was 30 we decided to grow our family through adoption and so we adopted two little girls at that time that were four and five that are biological sisters and um so it's been eight years now which is hard to believe and we thought cool we're done having kids. There's two of them, two of us. Yeah. This is like man on man defense. We got this. And then surprise, we found out <laughs> we we're pregnant. And I was like, okay. All right. So then we had to move to zone defense and we've been outnumbered ever since. And there's always glitter in our dryer. Oh, I'm but, sorry. You know, <laughs> glitter is the worst. It's the worst. And it's everywhere. It's like, everywhere. No, no. Glitter is a curse. And <laughs> we've talked about it often on the show that you just can't let glitter into your house. Once you do, it, it multiplies. Will, yeah, it'll never leave. Never yeah. leave. Yeah, I mean, it always looks like you left the strip club with, like, a yeah, bunch oh, of... Yeah, you know, yeah, it's but like, on your, like, toddler's <laughs> eyes. You're like, how did they, you know, you're like, oh, that glitter is so dangerously close to their <laughs> eyeball. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but the chicken wings were good. I don't know. Yeah, but they were... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you adopted them when they're, you're gonna do the math for me. How old? Oh, are I'm your- sorry. So now we are at we have, we have fourteen, we have twelve, and we have six. Okay, I have a twelve, and I have a seven. Okay, and I bet my twelve might as well be fourteen because at this age, that's the joke I'm supposed to make. Ha ha ha! They're oh already thirty. Um, middle school. It's like yeah, middle school oh. is real. You know, it was the worst for me, like, going through it myself. Like, middle school is the worst for everybody. But then going through it as a parent, you're like, with all the apps, with all the things, and the, I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Not a fan. I don't know about (laughs) your, yeah, not a fan of that. So you have got a house full of children that arrived there a variety of ways. So that is, congratulations that you're still here. And we are still making it. So impressive. All right. We are now going to get into the fact that you were on Lego Masters Season 2. Yeah. I got to tell you, like I said, I'm geeking out. You guys, you and Michelle, you guys were our team. And so Ellis dubbed you guys right away the paint cans. That is how 
Yeah, I know that you guys had like DIY mom was the moniker that Lego uh-huh. gave you. Eh? But like <laughs> you guys to us were the paint cans from the very the paint beginning. Cans. I thought you said paint cans and I'm thinking, no, no, you guys, cause you guys, what are paint cans? I'm like, is this an acronym? What are paint no, cans? No, paint no, cans. Yes, paint got it. cans <laughs> because that was one of the sets you built. And so every, yes. every episode, Ellis would be like, are the, the are the paint cans? They're the paint cans are still here, right? The paint cans, and I'm like, yeah. And Stefan's like, yes. they have names. It's Natalie, and, it's, and I was like, no, no, paint cans. Paint that's cans. By, the, by the end, everybody was like, paint cans, paint cans. So we Love were it. very invested in the two of you. And I guess uh, what I want to start with is what what was your relationship with Legos like before any of before you did the show, before, yeah, what was? Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you saying each week, you're like, oh, yeah. the paint can's still there? Like, yeah. legit, that's how I felt each episode. I'm like, are yeah. we still here? Are we still, <laughs> are we like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, like, when, when we found out we were going to be on the show, I legit thought we would be the first ones kicked off because I have the least amount of experience. I only mm-hmm. took one week off of work. And so each time we get like advancing the next round, I'm calling my supervisor. Um, so I need to take some more PTO, you know? Um, but yeah, so I guess to answer your question, my relationship with Lego bricks before the show was like, yeah. I had some as a kid. I played with them. Like I've always really? been creative. Like I can, yeah. I can build stuff. Um, as a parent, I got back into Lego sets with the girls, um, yeah. especially when they were four and five. Like we skipped the baby stage. We just jumped yeah. right in. Yeah, we were 25 yeah. and 30. We don't know what we're doing. And I'm like trying to figure out anything to like do with them <laughs> and connect with them. You know, even you go overnight from like being able yeah. to do whatever you want, have dinner at whatever time you want, to oh, then yeah. all of a sudden having these two human beings that are four and five that have tantrums <laughs> and needs and their own thoughts and feel. And, you know, I naively just assumed like probably like everybody before you have kids, oh, yeah. you're like, oh, I'll, I'll never let my kids do that. I oh. won't let them behave yeah. that way. And then it's like you become a parent and you're like, I'm, I'm not in control. I don't no. know what I'm doing not at all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we got some Lego sets back out to, like, build with them. And, um, you know, then our youngest came along and she loves to to build with Lego. But I would say, like, to, like, put it, what's my relationship with Lego? Like, I've just built for fun with my kids as one of the, like, many things that we've done together. I wouldn't yeah. say that I've been, like, like, I wouldn't sit at home being like, I'm a Lego master. It's just like, yeah. oh, hey, what? <laughs> What can we do today to, like, you know, get to know our kids a little bit more and talk about their hopes and dreams and whatever? So just kind of, like, I feel like kind of like the average person. How did you get involved in this, then? Because that's a big okay, leap. So that's the that's the weirdest thing. So, um, like I said, I've always been creative and I've always yeah. been a fast learner and, and I enjoy building stuff. I enjoy doing, like, DIY stuff for fun or, like, you know, ripping out a backsplash, putting it in or taking down a yeah. wall. and what, what. So I can do that kind of stuff. And we watched season one, like a lot of people during the pandemic, oh, yeah. loved it. It was super fun to watch with our kids. And my friend Michelle, we know each other from doing, like, interior design stuff together. Yeah. Just super self-taught. Would, you know, work on projects together. We'd build doors and whatever. And so she called me up and was like, like, hey, did you watch Lego Masters? I said, yes, totally. She said, do you want to apply and be my partner? And I was like, sure, we'll never get a call, but why the heck not, you know? Yeah. So we just filled out an online application and to our surprise got a call. You know, you had to like upload some of your, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, builds and kind of what you've done and blah, blah, blah. And then to our surprise, we got a call and 
so we were in the middle of a move in the <laughs> pandemic, you know. Super and relaxing. And she calls and is like, hey, you know, I just got a call and casting wants to hop on with us and do a Zoom interview. Are you available? And I'm like sure and I'm like looking around there's boxes everywhere and I'm like let me find a wall that doesn't have boxes stacked to the ceiling and so right yeah so each time we would talk with somebody I thought well that was cool but we'll never hear back from yeah. them and then we would get another call that we made it through a round we didn't even know we were in and would have another call yes. so kind of in that process I'm like you know I build stuff for fun with my kids but I should probably like learn a few more techniques yeah and so I just watched a million hours of YouTube to try and learn <laughs> Some more techniques, stick them in my back pocket and and cross my fingers and thought we'd make it one episode. And then we made it 11 out of the 12. So what do I, I Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's actually remarkable. And that actually makes me feel really good. Because like when I think about like when I watch the different, you know, teams on, on the show, you think how, hey, why aren't they working for Lego already? And be, you know, like, that's, that's some serious, like, you have to be an engineer, obviously, or you have to have only, you know, how do you go from, like, sets to self-creation? And we've got, my husband is a, is a major Lego geek. We have their storage <laughs> units. It. Storage <laughs> units. And, and so, it. you know, I, I'm supportive because I like it yeah. a lot. You're going to re-up that marriage contract each That's year. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Like every year I'm like, there's too many Legos. And then Christmas comes and I'm like, here's your Legos. <laughs> Best <laughs> wife ever. Best right? wife. That's right. And then our youngest, Ellis, is also equally massive Lego head. Uh, is that, a, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. If that's a, he really likes <laughs> Legos. I mean, you can be Legos. a shoe head. You can be a Lego head. I like it. Yeah. But I know that in our house, Stefan is meticulous. Every, when mm. he breaks them back down, they go in bags and they oh. go back in the set. And all sets stay. A character is oh. not going to just be somewhere else. Right? Wow. Now, Ellis, they are, uh, like, their room is a carpet of Legos. <laughs> and... I mean, I have, I'm not even remotely joking. Your poor feet. Your poor feet. Yeah. No, it's like, ta, 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 if there's a fire, we are done, <laughs> Dallas. Right. Anyway, so, and all sets are like off, off lip. I mean, like, you're going to, it's going to be a dragon today. And then next week, that head is going to be somewhere else. And like, it's going to be on like a rainbow kitty or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's yeah, like the it. master of self. And so for us in the house, there was this like kind of dark period of like, Stefan and I, like me being like, you need to understand Ellis Legos differently. Okay? <laughs> like, I need to know that you're going to be okay, that we've lost control of, of all Legos when it yeah. comes to Ellis's stuff. And there was like some deep breathing, and we got there. <laughs> yeah, ours are all in like just a big tub. Like, you know those big yeah, ours are like, tubs? Yeah, where are your you Legos? Ours are just like dumped in those, which like is. It's like a cardinal sin for people that are like, yeah. you know, really into it. And, you know, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. This is how right. we live our life. <laughs> it's like part of your audition tape. It's just like, here's the Lego graveyard where. Just no, like jump it right, yeah. So on the show that I gotta, I gotta ask, is somebody's yeah. job on the show just to clean up all those fucking Legos and stick them back <laughs> in their bins? Okay, yes. So there was a whole team that like after you build and you're like, 
rapidly snapping stuff together yeah. so fast. And, like, you think 12 hours is a lot of time, and no, it is. I doubt. But when it comes to Lego <laughs> stuff, that is not a lot of time, which yeah. is insane to me. But so you're just snapping stuff, and things are flying left and right, and it's like you're putting together Frankenstein, and things are just flying. And so, like, by the end of it, you look around, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, the shrapnel mm-hmm. damage of this Lego build is insane. And so there's like a whole team as soon as it hits zero that they come in with like bins and are loading stuff up. And then here I am, I'm like, oh, sorry, let me help you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like crawling all over. <laughs> like, this is terrible. This is embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And they're like, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, yes. oh, really? I feel bad. <laughs> so, I just yes, can't like. a team. Yeah, no, I would imagine that the team working behind the scenes are like just next level like meticulous pick it up put it where it needs to go and sort it out (laughs) okay but I think back a second ago I was saying that it was inspiring that you didn't actually come to this with the massive lego background because I think that frees a lot of people up from thinking they have to be like you know before they do something a pre yes a pro- yeah. I don't know if you've met this generation of kids, or maybe they're just my kids. <laughs> but everybody thinks they're supposed to just nail it right out the gate, and I'm like, oh wow. And they're supposed to like know their career by the time they start middle yeah. school. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nope. good luck. I'm still trying yeah, to figure out what I'm going to be as a grown up. I yeah. know. Yeah, I still. But kids are like, you've had a lot of jobs. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're co- you are correct. That is an option. <laughs> yes. Okay. Two things here. One. Okay. Two. Got it. On the show, we talk a lot about being a self as a parent and how that goes right out the door. No matter how much you would like to be a self. Yes. There is a window that sometimes never closes in which you become mom or Mm -hmm. dad or Mm -hmm. that one or give me the keys, old lady. (laughs) You are, you become like, you're no longer Natalie, the creative artist, right? Like there's this. No, you're just mom. Yeah, you're just mom, and that is very... And depending on your relationship with the word mom, that's either a treasure and a crown that yes. you love, or you're exactly. like, who am I? I don't know how to wear pearls and heels and vacuum and make the lunches and the cupcakes and be the yeah, PTO that's mom. that's our audience. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Our great. audience is the one that's like, yeah. wait a second, wait a second, I was cool once, and now what's happening? And now I'm, and now I'm here, what am I? Yeah, I don't now know. I'm here. So yeah. as a person who has spent a great deal of time thinking about this and how it relates to me. Uh, <laughs> everybody gets their little team name moniker and you guys become the DIY moms. And <laughs> it did feel a little bit like, you know, those old scripts where like every man has a name and then it's a woman one, right? <laughs> like it's like Dan from the office, Frank from next door, woman one, woman two, woman three, right? So like, is it like I guess you guys were also this is what's going in hand with question two, which is you guys received a really nice speech about inspiring young girls when it when it comes to Legos and, and getting really nice to see the two of you on screen every week. If you are a if you identify as female and you want to build Legos, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just wonder, did did you guys ever have a moment where you were thinking about like that sort of weird conflict there of of being tagged the DIY moms next to having the entire fate of <laughs> female identifying youngsters putting it all on your shoulder to be the inspiration for them? <laughs> and you, you know, can say yes to both, by the way. <laughs> 
You know, I, like, to be honest, going into it, I hadn't thought about it at all. Like, I knew that my youngest, that's six, when we watched season one, she loved watching Brickmaster Amy. And, like, you know, like, what I was saying whenever we got kicked off was a true, genuine moment. Like, when we watched season one, my six-year-old looked at me and she said, Mom, she's a girl. And she works at Lego. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I could work at Lego. And I'm like, yeah, babe, you can do anything. We are very big on, like, you can do whatever you want to do. And it's super interesting to me that even in an environment where they're constantly being told by mom and dad, you can do anything you want to do, you can be anything you want to be, that there's still this, like, mindset and there's still this, you know, thing that somehow my six-year-old was surprised by the fact. Yes. She was surprised (laughs) by the fact that Amy worked at Lego and that was like a big moment for her. Like, she works at Lego. I can work at Lego. And I was like, yeah, babe. So you know, I was just thinking about that. Like, that is so cool. Then, you know, of course, my six-year-old's like, tell Amy I said hi. And I was like, her. you got it. You got it. <laughs> By the way, it. my six-year-old wants me to tell you that he said hi. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Well, tell him I said hello. And I will, watching. and he will be so mad that I didn't tell him you were on today because he would have been like, I have to skip school and tell Natalie that I love her. Anyway, um, uh, go so ahead, sweet. go back. Yeah, yeah so, like, I, I really hadn't thought much about it being, like, oh, we're going to be, you know, this thing that little girls and, and, you know, little kids are looking to. Like, I really didn't think about that. I was just like, oh, it's so cool that we're going to get to meet Amy because, yeah. you know, of this moment with my daughter. And it wasn't really until we got kicked off. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm never going to see Amy again. I should probably just say thank you for doing what yeah. you do. Because, you yeah. know, they have other jobs besides doing Lego Masters, which even though it's fun, it's still a heck it's of a lot of work. Long. It's still yeah. a lot of hours, you know. And so I just thought, I'm just going to say thank you really quick. Like, they're just, they're going to cut it anyway. So it's not like it's going to matter. Because, you know, once you get kicked off, like, you're you're out of there. Yeah, you're gone. So, you're out the door. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that lost island. It's like they're gone or they're kicked yep. off the island. You never see them again. That's kind of how it is. And right. so um, I was just like wanting to say, hey, thanks for doing what you do because you're inspiring a lot of little kids. And when she turned around and said, like, you're also inspiring a lot of kids, especially girls, too. I was like, huh? What? Like, yeah. I really hadn't thought yeah. through that. And then I've se- received so many really sweet messages and DMs from people just saying, like, hey, you guys, like, were, you know, one of our favorite teams, and my kids loved you, or my daughter loved you. Like, because of you, my daughter got back out her Lego bricks, or yeah. because, you know, which is really sweet. Like, and then seeing, like, people send us pictures of the things that their kids are making, making that are really, like, you know, STEM-oriented. Like, they're yeah. very, like, you know, they're engineering their own hats. Like, a friend of mine sent me a picture that of their daughter. That hat thing was Wearing awesome. A- Oh, thanks. She was wearing, you know, her hats, like, on her rollerblades and whatever. And I just, I love seeing. Yeah. I love seeing anytime that kids are using their imagination to build stuff that they don't see or that they can say, oh, I can do that, too. I love that. I especially love that when I see young girls doing that, too. Because, you know, for a lot of time, like, I know that's changing now, but for a lot of time in our history, that's not been encouraged. So I love seeing girls build stuff. So I thought that was super, super cool. And, no, I hadn't really thought about us going into this being, like, a thing or carrying on this, like, female mantra. It was just like, oh, I really hope we do well. I hope we don't embarrass ourselves on the one episode that we make it. (laughs) There's that pressure where you're like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, or then, like, when they would tell us these challenges of things we'd have to do, you're going to have to build a hat that's 100 studs wide and, you know, or what was it, 100 bricks wide and 60 studs tall or whatever it was. I'm like, we got to do what? Or you're going to have to build a a four-foot tall structure that can survive an earthquake test. I'm like, what? We have to do what? You're going to have to build a puppet that has a moving – and I'm like – 
Where do we start with that? Where yeah, that I know. In the manual? Yeah. There were like, multiple times I was like, we like, I will have to say the game was upped this season. <laughs> like every time there would be like a new thing, I'd be like, what is happening? That we would either go, that's a good challenge, or we would go, <laughs> what? That, how do you make a puppet out of Lego? You just think everybody's going home, and then you see the puppets, oh, and you're like, I don't understand what you're doing. How did you make that? <laughs> Like even be a thing. I don't like the one in which there, you have to the suspend. Dread, there's dread on my face. Oh, like, and I'm trying thing. to hide it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to hide it every time they announce that. And I'm like, we gotta do what? By the end of it, like, on one of the challenges, I just, like, scream. Whenever they are splitting us up and yeah. doing, like, that land and sea challenge, and I'm like, ah, oh, when did it yeah. Like, that was my gender reaction. So I'm like, ah. So, yeah, it was. It was it was a fun challenge, but each time I'm like, eek, I hope we don't embarrass ourselves. Like that was oh, yeah, that we can just make something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right, last question. You went into it like, hey, fun. I like to build things and be creative. And now you're coming out on the like a lot of times people like authors, we'll talk to people who are authors or like memoirists, what do you think? What surprised you? What what did you get out of it? What did you kind of, did anything change for you, like, about how you approached things? And unintentionally, you are a role model. I guess, like, what's next? Like, what, is there anything, like, this has inspired you to do or want to take on or no? <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so, like, takeaway-wise, I was really, okay, so, I, like I said, I'm a creative, so like by vocation, for some context, I do a lot of video editing, graphic design, um, a lot of songwriting. Yeah. So I kind of do stuff in this vein. And Lego was something that I hadn't really done professionally. I'd never been paid to like do an installation of yeah, Lego yeah. in the lobby of Nike. And the, Who knew like, you could even do that? Right, yeah. That's a thing. Like, <laughs> that's a that's thing, a I thing. know. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, and it's like massively impressive. I'm just yeah. like, okay, that's never me. And so I'm like going into it. I was just like, ah, we'll make it one round. Like, let's just not embarrass ourselves. And yeah. so I think my my biggest takeaway from it, and it was something that like Amy and Jamie had talked with us about like at the end, like, and it ended up not making the edit. It was, you know, just kind of after the fact, like they were super complimentary of like, uh, of our creativity and saying like not everybody approaches you know yeah. these challenges the way that you guys do and the way that you think is is very creative and is kind of left of center which is a really big value and so like we hope that you kind of like feel a little bit more confident as a creative yeah in in your ability to be creative and it really stuck with me because it wasn't like lego masters like in going into it wasn't something i had a lot of experience in and wasn't anything that I did by vocation, but it, I think it kind of gave me this confidence boost of like creativity kind of spans this, I don't know, this gap of, of things. And it's like, I might not be an expert in everything, but I do have my brain and my brain works a little bit differently than, than everybody else. Just like your brain works differently than mine. Like everybody's brain works at something differently. And I think if we trust that little, like weird part of ourselves that sees something differently or odd like that's actually our superpower like if we learn to lean into that and say like my approach at this is totally different but that's what makes me unique and that's good instead of going Ugh, like yeah. why am I you know this like why am I weird um, yeah. <laughs> if we just kind of like trust that a little bit we might find ourselves walking a little bit more confidently into challenges yeah. that you know you might not have a ton of experience in, but like feeling confident in yourself that you can pull something together. So for me personally, that was like yeah. a little confidence booster. Like, you know what? I should really 
have a little bit more confidence in my creativity. So that was like my personal takeaway. Yeah. It was also super fun because like the contestants, like we all actually really got along. Like, Oh, um, you can tell. Everybody was, that's what I liked about Lego Masters as well as like there are a couple of other shows that are out there. I'm like, I like it when people aren't here just to be mean to each other. Guys, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like great British Bake Off where it's like, everybody just really likes baking. Everybody just really likes building <laughs> Legos, right? Like I, I it's, it's fun to watch that. So I'm glad to hear that you guys were all yeah, actually. Like, I mean, we all still message each other every day yeah. in Telegram. We have a group message. Like, we all still stay in contact. Like, a couple of weeks ago, Comic-Con and Salt, uh, or FanX, oh, Comic-Con yeah. and Salt Lake had asked us to come and do a panel. So we all kind of had a mini reunion and, and hung out and did a panel. So it was really cool getting to meet this group of people that we had, none of us really knew each other and had yeah. this wild experience together. So, like, that was super fun, really grateful for them that um and then you're saying like what's next like um you know for me it's kind of like diving back into a lot of the yeah. creative stuff that I've been doing before but maybe just like being extra grateful for it because you know sometimes seeing that like you have these things that you love to do yeah. and at some point those turn into jobs and you're thankful for that right that's great but they but also point, become jobs jobs right and then they become quantifiable and then yeah. they become like okay I need to do it this way for this certain reaction and this certain thing and you get all of the analytics yeah. of it and you kind of forget to just back up and go like isn't this so cool that I get to do this yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah. for me it kind of like stepping back and, and getting this like fresh perspective of like Man, I'm so grateful that I get to do creative things for a living. I get to write songs. I get to, yeah. like, be part of people's, like, you know, video projects and music projects. And, like, so for me, I guess, like, diving back into the stuff I've been doing, but kind of with this newfound appreciation of, I don't know, just being grateful for what I get to do. Yeah. No, wow. I, I, will, I have to say, again, what made you guys our favorites was that creative twist that you did like I I really liked your cardboard castle challenge the one that like where everybody has to build a castle <laughs> the one that we got kicked off what on. you got kicked <laughs> off for but I gotta tell you I was like there's no way like this is really hard you know you kind of as an audience you're like it's probably gonna be them but like I I agree that that was such a playful smart like creative way to approach it and I think that that, I am with you. I think that's easily dismissed or unrecognized a lot of times out in the world uh, when we should be really fostering it more so. And I just, I'm so glad you guys made it as far as you did so that we could bask in the glory of that creativity. <laughs> and I'm so thankful to hear that you were kind of learning on the job. That definitely makes, guys, did you hear that? We can all do this, kind of. Not Legos, yeah. but put something you can metaphorical. Learn anything on YouTube. That's right. Legos is the metaphor for the other thing you're wanting to do. But yes, you could maybe try yes. it. Thank yes. you so much yes. for joining us. And I hope you continue to get opportunities to do creative things. And thanks for putting your mark on the world of Legos. And we'll make sure that we link people up to where they can find your music and other ways to access your other creative projects that are out there. Well, thanks so much for having me. This has been really fun. It has been. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Smalls. Give your feline friend protein-packed meals they will crave with Smalls. Do you have a kitty? I have a kitty, and I can only talk to kitties just like this. <laughs> Look, Smalls is fresh, human-grade food for cats delivered right to your doorstep. With the help of cat nutritionists, Smalls develops complete and balanced recipes for all stages of life. Better quality ingredients mean a better, healthier life for your cat. And since switching to Smalls, cats have experienced improved digestion and less smelly litter box, which baby, let me tell you, makes a difference. Woo! You can take a short quiz on smalls.com slash badmother to customize your sampler and use code badmother for a total of 30% off your first order. That's smalls.com slash badmother, code badmother. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Wild Alaskan Company. If you like to cook, you know that flavorful meals start with high quality food and simple ingredients. With Wild Alaskan Company, their seafood is frozen right after it's caught for peak freshness. All you need are a few simple ingredients and bada bing, bada bang, bada boom, you've got a delicious lunch or dinner for you or your whole family if you like to share. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. You can choose from salmon, cod, halibut, and more. We have a few spot prawns in the freezer as we speak. Right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash badmother. That's wildalaskan, A-L-A-S-K-A-N, company.com slash bad mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Genius, Mimi. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right. I will genius you. I'm going to write out the gate. I have been putting off. I have spoken some about the orthodontics that my children are in the middle of going through. And... As part of that, there will be some teeth that need to be pulled. And I'm pretty sure I've told you guys that I continue to not make that appointment for Raven, the artist formerly known as Katie Bell. So today, today, months and months and months after I should have done this, I finally gave the referral to Stefan and I said, I'm not doing this and I think I'm never going to do it. So please do this. You are now president of this appointment. I want it gone. And then Stefan did it. And it's done. And now I'm only a little mad at myself for not having done that like three months ago. But I'm going to call that a win. Hi, One Bad Mother. Um, so this is a genius, which I've never called in with before. Um, my genius is that I had the task 
kind of looming over my head, just with a lot of other things to do. My uh, my kids are going to be spending the night at uh, their grandparents, and I needed to pack a bag. Um, and I just was like, I gotta get that done. It's one more thing I have to do. And then it just occurred to me, you know, this, this child is about to turn eight years old. I said, you need to go pack your bag. And before, I guess I was just more worried that it was a very particular child, really would be a disaster if they didn't have what they needed while away for two days. But I just sent them off to go pack their bag with some guidelines of what they were going to need. And then they came back downstairs and I said, okay, run through what you packed. And I said, okay, I packed pajamas, I packed toothbrush, toothpaste, I packed this many shirts, this many pairs of shorts. Did you pack your loveys that you need to sleep? Yes. Okay. And it was done. And I didn't have to do it. And it was just (laughs) amazing. And that is something I'm never going to have to do again. And I'm just kind of blown away that I let that happen. And I thought I felt like a genius. So this week I'm doing an okay job. You all are doing a great job. And I love the show so, so, so much. Thank you. Bye. You are doing a great job. There is definitely one of those. If you do not have children or haven't had children in your house for a very long time, or you have very young children and are positive you know how things are going to go down the road, (laughs) this is one of those geniuses that people are like, what? You just asked your seven-year-old about... It either falls in the camp of like, you should have been having that kid pack his suitcase when he was four, right? (laughs) You're horrible. Or or something else. Or just basically treating it like, what is the big fucking deal? But I am here to tell you, it is a big fucking deal. Because the genius, it, it it's like a multi-layer genius. Because there's one genius in realizing, oh my God, I don't have to do this for my child. And I think that's different than asking your child to do it. It's two realization moments. One... Telling your child to go do a thing. That's great. Developmentally wonderful. Your child will do great at it or your child will not do great at it. Doesn't matter. You get a couple of minutes while they go pack up, you know, all of their toys or the things they actually need. But for us as parents, that moment of realizing I don't actually have to do this. I can, in fact, try and push this off on my kid. And it's not just packing. It's like lunches. It's, you know, it's really easy to fall into those traps, like putting laundry away, finishing a chore. It's really easy between when they are very little and can't do anything for themselves and when they are capable of doing things for themselves. That's that dark window of falling into the trap of continuing to just do it for them because it's fucking easier. I mean, I honestly, I would still be carrying Ellis if I physically could because I'm like, let's go. We got to move. So I think you are doing a remarkable job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Woo. Guys, this is pretty good. So, I go take Ellis to Legoland. I'm going to be gone for two days. I don't want to, like, even look at my phone during this time to check emails. Uh, Gabe is already smiling because I think Gabe is a victim of what happened. So I, I never set up out of office emails. Teresa used to always set up 
out of office emails. I, my sister, I see, I, when I used to be a person who worked in an office, I did it all the time. And I was like, I'm going to do this. That way, I have a lot of people who are emailing me a lot for school stuff. I'm just going to do it. So I follow all the rules. I create my rule. It's going to be an out of office. Uh, I'm going to be out of office for October 4th and 5th. Blah, blah, blah. I set it and I walk away. And then the next day, well, like, a, like I would say a good 17 hours after this rule has been into effect, any person who ever sent me an email in the last year and a half to this particular address that I set it up for started getting out of office replies. For it. So if you emailed me about a yearbook from like last school year, you got an email from me saying that I was going to be out October 4th and 5th. And not just one email, every single exchange. So if on that thread, you and I had spoken like four or five times, each one of those got an out of office reply and it went back and no one was spared. And I, <laughs> that's very, I can't find any emails now because every email has at least five out of office. Like, so if I'm like trying to find an email from last week, it's really hard because it's full of all these auto responses. And I just want everybody to know that I, I know what happened. I hear you, universe. I hear you, universe. I should never try and set boundaries again. I've got it. It's perfectly clear. <laughs> Going forward, I will be available 24 hours a day, every day. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling with a fail. I have had a headache for two days. And I just remembered that ibuprofen is a thing, and I can take medicine to make myself feel better while I work on fixing all the reasons I have a headache in the first place. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yeah. No, you know, again, what do you mean you don't remember how to take? I, I know what you're talking about. I, where you're like, oh, I have a headache. And then you just move on. You just move on. It's sort of like, I wish I had self-care time, but you just move on. You just push through it. You don't get it. I need more sleep. You just push through. You don't get it. So yeah, sorry uh, that you are no longer able to problem solve even the simplest of self-care needs, like getting rid of a headache. I apologize. That is a fail. And that it took two days to remember ibuprofen is a fail. And probably whatever that long list of things is that's giving you the headache, those are also probably fails. You're doing a horrible job listening to the messages your body is sending you to take care of yourself. Haha. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I Does our podcast deep dive into the weirdest Wikipedia pages we can find? Yes. Do we learn about scam artists, remote islands, horrible mascots, beautiful diseases, and mythical monsters? Yes, 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 absolutely, and yes. Do we retain any of this knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. 
Probably not. I'm Emily Heller. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. We make art and comedy and TV shows and also the podcast Baby Geniuses. For the past eight years, we've been trying to learn new things about the world and each other every episode. But let's be honest, this podcast is mostly about two friends hanging out, shooting the breeze, and making each other laugh. We're horny, we like gardening and horses, and we get real stupid on here. But like, in a smart way. Yeah. Join us every other week on Maximum Fun. A man was walking along a beach which represented his life. At his feet were two sets of footprints, his and God's. But looking back down the beach, the man could see that in the hardest parts of his life, there was only one set of footprints. So the man said to God, why is there only one set of footprints when times were hard? Where were you? And God replied, my precious child, I was in my car listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, it's time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, One Bad Mother, this is probably a, a breakdown or a rant, one or the other. My son was supposed to start school uh, this coming Wednesday. It's his first time going to school. And on Friday, they announced that they will not be masking in his school. He's too young to be vaccinated. And uh, he is not low risk. And we can't send him. And everything was supposed to change for us on Wednesday. Right now, my husband works nights. He was going to switch to working days. We were going to get to be a family at night. I was going to get to start having me time again or maybe see some friends for the first time since my son was born four years ago. And none of that's going to happen now. And it feels like somebody died. That's the only thing I can call this is, is grief. Because we had all these dreams for the coming year, and I know there are lots of other people dealing with this, and I know there are lots of other people who have been dealing with this. But we were so close. It was supposed to be three days from now, and we were going to have our whole lives changed in a good way. And now we know that's not happening. And we're scrambling to figure out what to do for childcare again and schedules and all of that. And I'm sitting in a closet trying to clean it, trying to exert some <laughs> kind of control on life because that's the only kind of control I have right now is cleaning a closet. First of all, you are doing a remarkable job. You are 100% correct that it is grief. And it, it, you are grieving. You are 100% grieving. Everybody, the, like, the last year and a half and some more change has been a cause of grief for so many of us. The not knowing, not being able to 
rely on schedule or uh, commitment that up until a year and a half ago we were able to is really, really hard to deal with. I mean, it is a loss. It is a big loss. And I, that realization that what you were planning on when it comes to school and getting that time and not getting it, that is a real punch in the gut. That is, that is, I mean, I, I feel like, if, I, honestly, and I, like, this is a weird exaggeration, I guess, but like, I feel like we're all in some sort of weird, like dystopic lottery where like everybody's like, Am I gonna like everybody's like, whatever happens, we'll all be fine. But we all really want to not get picked for the lottery. We all don't wanna win. We all want to be able to go back to school because everything's gonna work. We're all gonna and then you get the you get the lottery. You win. Yay, you win, and you get stoned to death. You know that story. You get you win, and the winning is 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 getting that football pulled right out from under you again. It it is an unexpected death. And it has that exact same feeling. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand what school situation is not requiring masks for especially kids under like six right now. Like I, I'm like, I just are really under 12. And you're, you're right. You're not the only person who has kids that, aren't low risk that are high risk and everybody it can feel like everybody else is moving along quote unquote back to normal and you are the only one and that's not true but it does feel like that because for example a friend might be able to have their kid go back to school and you're scrambling for childcare just like your friend was a year ago right and that's unfair. And there is a sense of unfairness and jealousy with that. And those are big emotions and they are valid emotions. Of course, you're grieving. Of course, you're sad. Of course, it feels impossible. You do deserve time, me time. You do deserve that change for good. Being trapped at home, and I'm saying trapped, being trapped at home with your kids, especially those years before they really go to school, you know, if you're lucky, you can get daycare or preschool. Those are hard, long, dark, never ending days that we all celebrate that day where our kids are in school finally. I mean, we there are a few days where we're crying and we're really sad that our kids are in school, but then that wears off and we're like, <laughs> wait, there's not enough time in the day. So I just, I want you to know that you really are doing a good job. Please, please be gentle with yourself. Let yourself grieve. You You deserve to grieve. You deserve to be mad and sad and all of the things that are part of grief and you know I I have to hope that there are options out there in terms of support for you and 
everybody, uh, you know, everybody who's got kids that aren't at high risk, go fight for masks at your schools so that kids who really need it can come. You're not, it's not just, I, I mean, it, it's such an opportunity for us to do something very simple that makes what we find normal incredibly possible for somebody else. Okay? You're doing an amazing job and you are strong and you will get through this. Everybody, I'm just going to keep it simple and sweet today. You're doing a really good job. I enjoyed talking to Natalie, not only because I totally fangirled out, but also because I actually really liked hearing about her experience level that she brought into the event. You do watch it and think, well, these guys all must be like complete professional Lego builders, whatever that means, whatever a professional Lego builder is. They they clearly spend all that. And I, it just was inspiring to know that when we find something that is a creative outlet, that's a way for us to express ourselves, or that's just something new that we've never really done or that we find challenging, that we do have it in us to take a stab at it, right? And see what joy it might bring us. It's also a good reminder that our actions in the world do have impact on others, whether we know it or not, just as the paint can ladies, ha 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 ha. Just, <laughs> just as Natalie and Michelle wound up being very inspiring to a lot of us who watch the show, the actions that we take out in the world can also be inspiring. So whether that's, you know, making sure you greet a kid that you may or may not know at drop-off or a parent who you've never talked to before, telling a teacher that they're doing a good job or putting on a goddamn mask for a four-year-old. <laughs> Never letting that go, everybody. It has an impact. It sends a message. And every day that you get up and do it, go back to bed and wake up and do it again, that is having an impact, okay? You are being the best parents you can be right now. And every day we have an opportunity to try something different and celebrate that, okay? You are all doing a remarkable job. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. 
To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama through. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama through. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.